Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh every tuesday listen to conversation with unk hosted by lil duval on the black effect podcast network iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts presented by at&t connecting changes everything getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, October 10th. It is a joyous, beautiful, spectacular Monday in October. Just a phenomenal weekend all around. Capped, of course, with the New York Jets putting an ass whooping on the Dolphins. So excited. I did say on Cowherd Show Friday I would do the gritty if the Jets won. If he wants me to do it, I will do it. I've been practicing a little bit. Over the weekend, you know, listen, a lot of time on my hands to practice the gritty while I was celebrating the Jets' victory on Sunday. Oh, overall, listen, really strong weekend on the gambling front. Only 3-2 and two in the contest because of that redheaded clown, Carson Wentz. Just an unbelievable buffoon move. Three shots at the goal line. And he tried to throw an interception on first down and second down. And then on third down, he did. I, I think he got to bench him, honestly. Not just because of that. He, uh, he had a decent game before that, but he just... I, Ron Rivera's in trouble, and um, I don't care about the Redskins, so we're stopping there. But overall weekend recap, um, I had my, you guys know I joined that tennis ladder, so I was 2-0, and and I played this guy, the first guy who I played who just was not friendly. He was like all business. Walks up, like doesn't really say anything, uh, almost no talking, and I had opened my, uh, you know, I play in the tennis tournaments in the summer and they do no ad. So if it goes to deuce, whoever wins a point wins it. Just because like you could do add in, deuce, add in, and it could take forever. He goes, no, I, I, those, that's not in the rules. I'm like, oh, well, the other people did it. They're like, yeah, that's, that's not part of the rules. I don't want to do that. And it was like in like a cold manner. I was like, all right. He was a little older than me and, you know, he'd been doing this forever. He's like, I've played 20 years and nobody's tried to, nobody's asked to do that. I was like, all right. And I beat his ass in the first set. And then he realized I was just running him around the court because I've been playing more, so my accuracy is better. So what did he start doing? He just started hitting moon balls in the second set. And I know you guys care greatly about my tennis game, but the worst thing that someone could do against me is just hit moon balls. And then it's just like, bing, bing, like grandma tennis. And I got so frustrated, I'm going to hit winners, and then I started messing up. So he beat me in the second set. And I was ticked off, but we're running out of time because you only have two hours. So we play a tiebreaker, and I beat his ass, and I like was doing some fist pumps just because he wasn't friendly. Like between the, you know, when you switch on odds, he like wasn't saying anything. He just wouldn't wouldn't talk. 
not like any friendly banter. Every other person, well, I've only played two, was like, oh, yeah, so what do you do? Do you live here? Hello, blah, 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 blah. This guy, nothing. So I was so happy to beat him. Anyways, uh, that victory was offset by Nicaxa, the soccer team I owned in Mexico, losing to Tigres. Uh, I don't really want to get into the game. It sucked. Team's going to have some, uh, we got some stuff to do. Um, we Fortunately, we had a man advantage based because of a red card on the other, on Tigres. And we had a at man advantage for about 25 minutes in the first half. And we could do nothing with it. It was so disappointing. So then, of course, they give one of our guys a red card. Yada, yada, yada. We lose 2-0. Uh, kids sports, you don't really care about. So let's get to the, uh, I, I don't know. There's a couple big stories Rob and I were batting around beforehand. Rob wants to go in on, on the Rams, and that's fine. The Rams stink. Both Super Bowl teams from last year are now 2-3. and three. I had a hot take. Uh, that the Pittsburgh Steelers should seriously consider tanking the rest of the season. Now, hear me out. I I know Kenny Pickett was a first-round pick, and he's going to get a chance. But I'm telling you guys, he ain't going to have a fair shot. They play Tampa this week, okay? Tampa's defense is going to give him hell. Uh, Mariota and the Falcons were able to come in the back door because Mariota was running the football. Pickett ain't running the football. After that, Miami, by then, Tua might be back. After that, Philadelphia which looks like a bit of a machine right now. So the Steelers heading into their buyer are probably going to be 1-7. and seven. At that point, do you rush T.J. Watt back? There was a story, by the way, Sunday from Schefter that Watt had an additional procedure this week that may take an extra week or two for him to heal. And you start reading between the lines, you're like, hmm, Kenny Pickett, decent quarterback, but he was nobody's number one, right? If you're that bad, and by the way, uh, the Texans finally got a dub yesterday. Uh, they were not the better team against the Jags, but they beat them. And, you know, if you look at some of these teams, it's like, holy cow. Is Pittsburgh one of the three worst teams in the league? They have, according to one metric, the toughest schedule the rest of the way. Toughest schedule the rest of the way. And you're like, wow. They have, I think they were down five defensive starters yesterday. I think Pittsburgh should seriously consider saying, T.J. Watt, don't force force your way back. Minka Fitzpatrick, you're hurt. Listen, don't worry about it. Uh, the offensive line can't block. They have no running game whatsoever. Uh, you know, Pickett's going to have a chance to fling it, but I think if you can work and get one of the top three picks, and if it's C.J. Stroud is your guy, if you're a Bryce Young guy, uh, who, whatever your fancy, I think Pittsburgh has to seriously consider, uh, we got no shot here, guys. Deshaun Watts is going to come back late in the season. The Bengals are 2-3, and three, but... I, I think the Bengals are going to be in the mix for a wild card uh, spot. Uh, Ravens three and two, and they're better than three and two. You know that. So I, I think Pittsburgh is a team you're going to want to take a look at um, to just sell. Like if you could sell off some players, uh, trade some wide receivers. Listen, Green Bay is desperate need of wide receivers. If you watch that game in London, and I was playing basketball for most of it, so I missed a chunk of it. But as I take the court, they're up. I think it was seventeen three. They're rolling. And I'm like, oh, they got this. Next thing I know, look, and they can't put them away. It was 17-3 in the second quarter. The Packers had nothing in the second half. Nothing. They need receivers. I know people think Dobbs and Watson are going to be there. Randall Cobb is a factor. It's like, wait a minute, really? If you're telling me that you can go out and grab a Chase Claypool, you know they like Pickens. They like Deontay Johnson. They barely use Chase Claypool. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't the Steelers consider selling off some of their parts? I, I, I think it makes sense, and Pittsburgh needs a bad, bad rebuild. I think they're one of the bigger stories of the first five games of the season. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. He suffers his worst loss ever, 38-3. The Buffalo Bills had eight passing plays of 20 or more yards, including two bombs to Gabriel Davis, who, who looked incredible, stealing one from Fitzpatrick. I think Josh Allen coming out of this game definitely is your MVP leader. It had been Lamar for a minute. It's got to be Josh Allen. I mean, the guy had 348 yards and four touchdowns in the first half. It was 31-3. It was 31-3, and they basically took their foot off the gas second half, just coasted. This is a bad Pittsburgh team right now. A Buffalo is a is a team that, that looks really, really good at facing dregs of the league. They either blow you out or they're in a close game. I think the game against Kansas City next week is the game of the week for sure. It's in KC. If you remember, I liked Kansas City against Tampa because a couple weeks ago because of the Super Bowl revenge factor. 
which team of KC or Buffalo do you think has been thinking about their last meeting for the last, oh, I don't know, nine months? Buffalo, all we're going to hear all week is that, what, was it like a 13-second drive to force overtime and then a coin toss? And there's no Tyreek Hill in this one. I think Buffalo, if they're getting healthy, we got to check injury reports, is is going to be probably bet heavily this week. I think, I, I think I'm going to probably take Kansas City, but it's early, and let's see what happens on Monday Night Football tonight. We'll, we'll do a best bet later in the show. Um, can I take a moment, Rob, and, and talk about the Jets? I mean, or do I need to go right to the Rams? Can I, Look, can I just go to the Jets? They had a big win. Go ahead and talk about the Jets. Okay. Go uh, ahead. Uh, do I, I, I'm not going to record this wearing a Jets t-shirt, but uh, folks, it feels good to be above 500. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I hear Rob snickering, and I know a lot of people out there are like, Jets, come on, dude. Um, so my daughter had a game, a soccer game, Sunday during the Jets game. And I honestly, like 30 minutes leading up, I'm like, this, this is an intense game. I, I don't know if I can tear myself away from Jets-Dolphins, Jets facing a third-string quarterback, and, and go to the soccer game. And all of a sudden, the Jets take like a nine-point lead. I'm like, I'm all right, I'm out, I'm out. So I go to the game, and I'm watching it on the sideline. And it was tough to contain myself. I'm not going to lie. Guys, there was legitimate excitement about the New York football Jets. And, and I know you're going to scoff and be like, oh, come on. It's, it's just such a weird vibe right now because they have so many good young players. I mean, Brees Hall, the first, uh, their, their uh, running back that they picked out of Iowa, he had 197 total yards. And, and the Jets' offense is doing something different now. Before, they used to like alternate Carter, who was a good kid last year, and Hall, uh, the rookie. They would alternate them on the field. They played a lot of them together, which kept Miami off balance. They didn't know what was coming. And that opened things up for Zach Wilson to not only hit the running backs, but also to get loose against a Miami secondary that was beat up. Now, I know there's no Xavier Howard. I know Miami was not nearly at full strength on the first Offensive snap. Are you ready for this? Sauce Gardner coming off the edge on a cornerback blitz, which is something they had not unleashed yet. It was Sauce Gardner's first blitz. Bridgewater did not see it coming. He gets drilled. A bit of an elbow issue or shoulder. And also a little concussion. And you know they're hyper vigilant about concussions. And so they would not let Bridgewater back on the field. So in comes a guy named Skylar Thompson, somebody who I'd never heard of. I had to look this guy up. Apparently, he was a seventh-round draft pick out of Kansas State. And the Jets, all they did was just pressure the hell out of him. He got hit 15 times. The Jets just buried him. Only two sacks, but 15 hits, which had him off his game. If not for a good game from Raheem Mostert, their running back, the Jets would have won by more than 23 points. Um, Zach Wilson, good but not great. No turnovers. And, and the Jets just ground them into dust. It was it's uh, this offense is diverse. Elijah Moore, one catch. Garrett Wilson, three catches. Corey Davis, two. The Jets have weapons. They don't have like an A plus, but I think this game meant a lot to them given the Tyreek Hill uh, in the offseason. Tyreek Hill had a chance to go to the Jets and he like turned his nose up. I don't want to go to the Jets. I'll go to Miami. And he claimed it was because of tax reasons. But the Jets, listen, they're not a great franchise. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. They have historically been bad. But they led this wire to friggin' wire. Now, the Dolphins did have a chance in the, I think it was early fourth quarter. They were setting up to take a field goal. They miss it. And after that, the floodgates just opened. Jets went touchdown, Miami fumble, Jets touchdown, Dolphins turnover on downs, Jets touchdown. That's a wrap. And the Jets are now tied with the Dolphins. Now, this is going to be crazy, Rob, and you're not going to want to hear this. But if you just look at the standings in the AFC, Obviously, the Buffalo Bills, 4-1, they're at the top. Casey, right there. But the AFC North, Baltimore, 3-2. Browns, Bengals, 2-3. AFC South, Tennessee, which got so lucky. Opened the season 0-2. They got another lucky win. Tennessee, 3-2 with a minus 22 point differential. Okay? Kansas City, 3-1. Chargers, 3-2. Rob? I'm telling you right now, we thought the AFC was super loaded. The Broncos were going to be great. Um, I see Buffalo, KC, and maybe a lot of mediocrity. The Chargers, 3-2, minus 14 point differential. Now, they're not healthy, so they're probably the third best team in the AFC. But I'll tell you right now, a month ago, the Jets' schedule looked brutal after Miami, right? 
They go to Green Bay. All of a sudden, Green Bay's like, wait, is Green Bay good? It, are they? I, I don't know if Green Bay's good. They just blew a 17-3 lead to the New York Giants, who had a quarterback on one ankle, go f- like 15 for 16 for on them in the second half. What the hell? What, what's wrong with the Packers in this great defense? I've lauded their defense. Maybe, maybe I was wrong. And the Packers just aren't good. Viking, clearly the class of the NFC North. But like, uh, to back to the AFC, like, I don't think anybody's afraid of Tennessee. They're not good. The Colts, we don't know what the hell they are. Jacksonville's now sputtering the last two weeks. And then it's like Ravens, eh. Ravens have looked really good. I guess the top four teams in the AFC would be Buffalo, uh, Chiefs, Chargers, Ravens. Seven teams make the playoffs. Are the Jets not one of the mix? They're three and two, Rob. Are the Jets in the mix for the playoffs? I want to hear you say it. Uh, yeah. Because well, you got two as hurt, Bridgewater. You know, we don't we don't know what's wrong with him, but it's not looking too good. Um, Cincinnati looks like they have a little bit of that Super Bowl hangover, even yeah before last night's game. The only thing that I'll push back on you on is this idea that the Chargers are one of the better teams in the AFC. <laughs> Did you see? Oh, what God. Brandon Staley did this time. I, I got to say, it, this is going to be a okay, weird well, well, let, Let's explain. Hold on. So anyone yeah, who didn't go, see go. it on the podcast, fourth down on their own side of the 50. Four, 46 yard line. 46, about a minute left in the game. 114 left in the game. And uh, the Browns have no timeouts. And yet, Brandon Staley, big brain Brandon, decides I'm going to go for it on fourth down. Well, because they have no timeouts, if you rather get it, than punt the ball, it's game over, right? If you get yeah, it, but it's if game you, over. If fourth you and punt one, the ball, it's pretty much game over. Well, wait a second. It's fourth and one. You've run okay. for two hundred yards or whatever it was. Eckler was having a monster game. You've got a six foot six quarterback. Can you lean for a yard? Maybe it was a yard and a half. All you need is one yard. Game over. So from just that perspective, but when you factor in, you're only up two. <laughs> exactly, and you're exactly. on their side of the field. It's like ooh, just punt, pit, punt and pin, right now. Exactly. One other thing, Rob. Chargers special teams historically has been a dumpster fire. Bad snap, block punt, punt return touchdown. A lot can go wrong. If you're an NFL offense with an elite quarterback who's top ten in the league, can you get one yard? Should you be able to? Yes. Now, analytics were split. I did see someone post this. I don't know if you saw it. Like, there's like four of these, like, what the percentage is. They, I guess they have algorithms for um, these fourth down situations. And I, somebody, a producer from one of the shows at FS1 screen grabbed three or four of them. And it was essentially split. It was like, well, this one says good decision. This one says you only enhance your chance of winning by 6%. This one says bad decision. You know, so it, it was unclear even from the analytics. In my eyes, I think you got to punt and pin. No timeouts. Um, what's his name? Jacoby Brissett, who had just thrown a pick and has three picks this season, all in the final three minutes of games. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that would have been an, a, a, a W for you. Brissett would have had to get like 70 yards to put you in field goal range. Right. You would have done what? I would have punted. And, and, and Brandon Staley. Look, I, I'm not anti-analytics, no matter what some people listen to this pod might think. I, I do believe that there is a time and place for, for analytics, absolutely. But there's also a time and place for common sense. I don't care if, you know, like you mentioned, the analytics were split. If there was analytics that said, you have a 6% more chance of winning if you go for it rather than punting, so I'm going to automatically go for it. That doesn't apply in this situation because common sense, you, to your point, Jacoby Brissett's history in, in fourth quarter comebacks, even this season, the likelihood that they're going to be able to drive. And then what made it even worse, Brandon Staley after the game is asking about it because obviously anyone, if you were on Twitter at that point during the game, he was getting roasted because if the Browns kicker doesn't miss a relatively easy field goal or even better, if Jacoby Brissett can get more than 10 yards of offense after they get the turnover, it's a big deal, right? But here's what yeah. Brandon Staley said after the game. We believe in our process. We believe in our players on both sides. We were coming out here to win this road game, not kick it, and then go hope to win. I believed our defense would get a stop if we didn't make it because I knew that we could cover them. 
So is it that you believe in the process and you're going to say, hey, analytics 100%, no matter what, we're going to side with the analytics? Or is it we believe in our defense? Because if you believe in your defense, why wouldn't you just punt it and call it a day that way? Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, I'll say this. Speaking of the defense, J.C. Jackson, the guy they mm-hmm. spent all that money on, he yep. got cooked again. Amari Cooper beat him. He's now, I think been, I think he missed a game or two because of injury, but every other game I've seen, he's given up a touchdown. You remember yep. the Thursday night game against KC? He got beat by some rando who I don't even remember the guy's name. <laughs> um, I, he he. I, listen, he just doesn't look like the same guy. And I don't want to make this a thing, but man, guys leave the Patriots, these big money free agent guys, and all of a sudden they're like not great anymore. There's yeah, such a history of this. Absolutely. It's insane. And, and outside of maybe your guy Revis, who is, you know, is one of the elite of the elite all-time greats, you know, Chad Bagley guys like that in recent memory. Historically, cornerback is not a position that travels well in free agency. And the guy that stands out to me, you have a blast from the past if you're a Raiders fan. Namdi Asamoah, do you remember oh, him with the Raiders? Yeah, 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 yeah. Arguably the greatest cornerback in the league with the Raiders. There were debates about him or Revis, who was the better guy, because Revis was getting the interceptions and Namdi wasn't even getting thrown at. He was averaging like three yeah. targets a game. It was something like ridiculous. Yeah. Goes to Philadelphia. The Eagles? Yes. Yeah, goes to the Eagles. And his skill set and the scheme they ran in Oakland did not match at all with what they were doing in Philadelphia. And so I think you're seeing J.C. Jackson is just the latest guy. To your point, New England has its own situation, but... Just because you're good in this system doesn't mean you're going to be good in another system. And I think yeah, J.C. He, Jackson uh, is it, the latest guy to prove that point. I, 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 there was also some uh, – that's a great poll on Namdi, by the way. I think there was something about his age. Like, corner – he was one of these guys where, like, when a cornerback hits 31, forget about it. They just all of a sudden stink. Um, I, or 30 years old, something like that. But J.C. Jackson's had a rough go. Bottom line, Chargers get the dub. And listen – they're not at full strength. Um, no. Once they get to full strength, I think you're looking at a major problem because they've unlocked the running game with Eckler. Keenan Allen will be back um, at some point, I guess, from the hamstring. <laughs> and, and and did they get a little fortunate that the kid, uh, the kid they drafted, uh, Cade York, he hit the 58-yard game winner in the opener against Carolina. He missed two kicks on Sunday. I think he missed an extra point against the Jets in that loss when they lost by uh, one. It's been a rough go for the kid. Uh, you know, it's like, welcome to the league. You can no go nowhere but down. And um, that's a tough one for the Browns. By the way, it's not really a trade that matters that much, but they made a trade uh, yesterday late for Deion Jones, the linebacker from Atlanta. Now, listen, Deion Jones was, I think when he first came out, he was phenomenal. And then he got a couple injuries. I think back-to-back seasons, he missed a ton of games because of surgery. And I don't know if he was the same guy and, you know, he wants to get paid like he's a star. He's going to Cleveland because they have no run defense at all. And we'll see what happens. But the the Browns basically are saying, we're not punting on this season. We're going to hold it down until Deshaun Watson comes back. We'll see how that works out. But bottom line is, Rob, the Jets firmly in the AFC wildcard race. Yeah, it's only five games. It's only five. But the Jets are there. And, you know, if you look at Miami, remember they started 3-0. They're now two losses in a row. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. 
What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I got to give it to my guy Bernie Frado, uh, straight out of Vegas from the weekend on Fox Sports Radio. He had a great tweet about Mike McDaniel and how Mike McDaniel, you know, first few weeks of the season was on cloud nine. They're winning. He's all excited. He's happy. He's smiling at press conferences. Did you happen to see, Rob, how beaten down and weathered he looked? These last couple weeks, man, have been just so brutal since that Buffalo victory. So it was like they won that battle against Buffalo, but they lost the war. And it, they are a mash unit right now. Their left tackle left the game against the Jets. Their top cornerback's out. Their number two cornerback's out. Um... They are walking wounded, third-string quarterback. They have the Vikings this week. Now, it's at home, outdoors, so maybe they get healthy and slow down the Vikes, but I don't know. Speaking of winning the battle, losing the war, uh, worth keeping an eye on, the 49ers. Rob, did you see what happened in, the, in their game against Carolina? I did, yeah. I mean, they, listen, they murdered the Panthers. Baker Mayfield is probably on his way out of the league. It's funny. We talked about this. I saw you excerpt part of it on, on social media, Rob. Baker, I don't think Baker's in the league to start next season, no. honestly. I'm not even kidding. Um, there's going to be a new coach in Carolina. Matt Rule is toast, whether it's now or later. Uh, Carolina's awful. But the 49ers lose Bosa to a groin injury. He led the league in pressures and sacks. They already were missing Armstead. Kinlaw was banged up. So, like, their, their defensive line depth has been so awesome. And now they're just, I think they're down three guys on the defensive line. Plus, there's, they're, um, I don't know if he's a, I think, cornerback Mosley? Or is he safety? Um, he had oh, a pick six against Baker. Looked like he tore his ACL. Yeah. Safety? Okay. Looked like so. he tore his ACL late in the game. He was down. I think I think they carted him off. It's it didn't look good. I saw a stat where they were they were down by the end of that game seven defensive starters. Okay. Now they're staying on the West Coast. I'm sorry. They're staying. The Forty ers are staying on the East Coast because they've done this in the past where they have an East Coast game. They boat race someone, and then they stay in, I think it's the Greenbrier in West Virginia is like their go-to. Why do I know this? Because I do way too much gambling nonsense and track this stuff every year. And this week, they stay on the East Coast, and they're going to be walking majorly wounded into this game. I got to see who they play. Um, they Oh, they play the Falcons. And we know the Falcons are a cover machine, but the Falcons are without Pitts. Falcons without Corderell Patterson. Um I think if the 49ers can win that and get to 4-2, and two, I don't see who catches them in the NFC West, Rob, because the team we're going to finally talk about right now, the L.A. Rams, they look pretty putrid. And, folks, I know the Rams were the sharp play on Sunday and the public was all over Dallas, but and I said it on Friday's podcast, when you look at the X's and O's, I don't think you can bet the Rams. When they step up in class against a good defense, Matt Stafford is on his ass all game long. Sacked seven times against Buffalo. Sacked seven times last week against the Niners. I think he was dropped 
five times against Dallas. Cowboys hit him 11 times. And, and I don't know that anybody else noticed this, and I'm probably patting myself on the back too much. But, Rob, the sign of desperation from a McVay team, besides Matt Stafford, they had Cooper Cup attempt to pass, and they dipped into the fake punt because their special teams have been a liability this year. Okay? That, to me, is a sign of desperation. That's not in McVay's DNA. He's, got, he's just a great play caller. They have one touchdown in the last nine quarters of football. Now, I know it's against the 49ers defense and the Cowboys defense, but the Rams' offensive line is crumbling. And, you know, one of the big things is, you know, is Micah Parsons the next Lawrence Taylor? And, and I know that sounds a little cheap and over, over the top. Oh, come on, he's not Lawrence Taylor. So Micah Parsons, you see him on, on the sideline. He's got a groin injury. He's, like, stretching it out on the, uh, on the, on the bike. Like, oh, man, if Micah Parsons is out, Ooh, that's, that's great news for the Rams. Oh, Micah Parsons came back in. Uh, he had two sacks, three quarterback hits, tackle for loss, forced fumble. I mean, he lives in the backfield. Nobody can block this guy. And, I, listen, we, I know Chiefs and Bills are going to be a big talking point all week, but this Cowboys-Eagles game on Sunday Night Football is going to be pretty phenomenal. And I, I, I'm not a buy-in to the Cooper Rush quarterback controversy junk He's 4-0 against the spread, 4-0 straight up as a starter of the season. And the other side of that coin is he had 10 completions for 102 yards against the Rams. You know, they have a scoop and score when Stafford fumbles to start the game. I, I think it was either block punt or block field goal later that resulted in uh, Dallas going down the field and scoring. I mean, the, you can't score on Dallas. And when the Rams play good teams, they are struggling. And uh, uh, Rob... I filled in for Cowherd on his radio show, radio only, before the season. And Ryan Music, who's a producer on the Herd, who used to produce my weekend show, Rob knows him well. You know, we're talking on my drive-in. I'm, he's like, well, what, what topics do you want to do? And I tell him, you know, guys, I, I did a lot of digging into the Rams last night. And um, they have the toughest schedule in the league this year. And given the loss of Whitworth and OBJ, and I know they got Allen Robinson. Let's see about the defense, like, there's a very real scenario where the Rams miss the playoffs. And he like is like, ah, I don't know if we should even do that. Come on, dude. That's, that's, that's too hot take. I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. This team could struggle. Now, I didn't think they'd be this bad where they can't even block for Stafford to the point where Rob G now is telling me, Jay, Stafford or Goff. And it's like, listen, I'm not willing to go there. Okay, we just saw Goff. The Lions had the number one scoring offense in the league. This was the game that won me a lot of money over the weekend. It was a very good weekend for me, pro and college gambling. Um, But I said the Patriots would just stomp the Lions. Like, we've seen Belichick choke out bad quarterbacks. And I don't care what Goff does against the friggin' Falcons. I don't care what Goff puts up uh, against the Seahawks. Belichick in that defense is going to destroy the kid. And Bailey Zappi or... Whoever is that quarterback, the Patriots are going to be fine. And the Patriots steamrolled the, the, the Lions. They could do nothing right offensively. Dan, desperate Dan Campbell went for it on fourth down six times. Six. And was 0 for 6. And on one of them, Goff is like discombobulated by what the defense shows him. He starts scrambling. He gets decked, scoop and score. Um, this Goff stuff, guys, like I know he's put up good numbers indoors this year. Um, he did not have Amara St. Brown. DJ Shark was out. Uh, DeAndre Swift, I think, was out. We need to settle down on this early season golf stuff. Stafford delivered in the playoffs last year. Three straight games. Game-winning drives for him all the time. He's got a way better arm. He just doesn't have an offensive line this year. And I know Rob wants to come after Stafford, and that's fine. He has not played well at all this year. No denying it. Super Bowl hangover is real. I know people hate when you say Super Bowl hangover, but they do not look remotely close to the team we saw in the playoffs last year. But I'll say, Rob, I think they were 7-5 and five at one point last year before they turned it on, figured some stuff out, and went to, got hot down the stretch. Next up for them is Carolina. That's a win. Carolina's in disarray. Then they get a bye. Let's see if the offensive line can get healthy coming out of that bye because they have a huge game against San Fran at SoFi. Huge. Can't lose that game. Can't be oh down 0-2 to the Niners. They'll run away with the division. Seahawks stink. Arizona, I don't even know if we'll get to them. But Rob, 
I ain't selling my Matt Stafford stock. He need as McVay said after the game, Matt Stafford needs help. Allen Robinson still can't get open. The offensive line can't block. And I'll tell you right now, if something happens to Cooper Cup, this is like a five win team. I hate everything you just said. I know, obviously. <laughs> Look, man. Matthew Stafford has a Super Bowl. He went on a, a tremendous run there at the end of last season. But the more we see him play, the end of last regular season, the start of this regular season, that playoff run is looking very Joe Flacco-esque. Oh. Okay. I'm not a huge pro football focus guy. I know you are. You, you reference it all I the do, time, yeah. espe- especially as it relates to gambling. Oh boy. According to pro football, Pro Football Focus. This is before week five. So it's obviously gotten worse since then because uh, shout out to Matthew Stafford who had three more turnovers on Sunday. But according to Pro Football Focus, as it relates to pass blocking versus efficiency, which means depending how well or not well your offensive line pass blocks, it's going to determine and your relative expected points added per play. So can you produce... Or how you produce, excuse me, when the line play is good, when the line play is poor. If you look at this graph, and it's on Pro Football Focus's uh, Ben Baldwin put it out. Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff, when the offensive line play is good, as it was last season for the Rams, and as it was in previous seasons with the Rams, Jared Goff was there, and when it's bad this year, as it is now in uh, Los Angeles, and it's also bad this year, according to them, in Detroit, Goff and Stafford are the exact same quarterback. In fact, according to Pro Football Focus, with a similarly graded offensive line this season, both of them in the 50s, right around 50. Yeah. Jared Goff's EPA is more than double Matthew Stafford's. It was expected. Points added. Right. Matthew Stafford is who we always thought he was. Uber talented, just missing a little something. Can't stop turning the ball over. Finds ways to make the Jimmy Garoppolo-esque throws at least once a game. Whether it gets intercepted or not. In this case, the last, you know, nine games, I guess you can say it's it's what it's luck that he that he has. Let me count the numbers here. Do 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 do. 13 touchdowns and 15 interceptions, his last nine regular season games. Or if you want to include the playoffs. 22 touchdowns and 18 interceptions. So even with that Joe Flacco-esque run in the playoffs, he is a one-to-one, basically, interception-to-touchdown ratio guy. And what bothers me more than anything is not anything that you said, it's that Sean McVay said. Sean McVay says, you brought it up, we need to help out Matthew Stafford. Yeah. No. Matthew Stafford needs to help himself. Matthew Stafford needs to realize that Allen Robinson's never been a separation wide receiver. That's not his game. That's never been his game. He's a possession big body. So let me just put it on him every once in a while to get him involved. So I'm not. So we're not spending twenty plus million dollars a year on a run blocking wide receiver. You know what? Yeah, Cooper Cup is awesome, but maybe let's you know get the other guys involved a little bit so that Cup's not facing double and triple coverage all the time so I'm not forced to jam it into him uh, every other play and it's leading to me throwing more interceptions Unless Matthew Stafford okay Matthew Stafford is not doing himself any favors with the way he plays football and because he had that run last season in the playoffs he thinks for whatever reason that he doesn't have to adjust that he can hold the ball a little bit longer that he can you know, try to make these Superman no-look passes when the fact remains he's not even performing well in the most basic, clean environment possible. Like, if you need to have a clean pocket for you to be successful, are you really better than Jared Goff? Are you really better than Baker Mayfield? Are you really better than some of these lower-level quarterbacks? Because if that's the case, then why do they give him that massive contract extension? They pay you because you should be able to elevate a poor offensive line, a lack of a secondary receiver who can create separation, a defense that's got stars but it's not really performing at the level you expect. That's what you pay him for. So if I'm the Rams, you've got to feel extremely disappointed in what you've been getting from 
uh, Matthew Stafford. I don't think that there's any way they're going to turn it around this season. This might be a lost cause for them. Okay. I, I will agree. Stafford has not been good this year. The reason they got away from Jared Goff was because he was so limited. In the regular season, could he put up big numbers? Yeah, he put up. Remember that game against the Chiefs on Monday Night Football? I mean, it was, he looked like uh, a franchise quarterback. He got franchise quarterback money. Regular season, he put up numbers. You got to go outside in the playoffs and win. And we saw how limited he was. There was a game, shucks, I, I think it might have been in Seattle, where Goff was like kind of hurt, and they weren't sure if he was going to be the guy, and they went with the backup quarterback. I've already forgotten the guy's name. Wolford. Wolford, yes. Yeah, John Wolf, Wolford. John Wolford. He had such little confidence in Goff, not at 100%, that he started Wolford and they won. And I remember because I bet the game. I, every time I look at Goff, I just think, cannot come through in the clutch and win the big game. We, and I know that's, you know that's not analytical and you can't put a number on that. You, but Stafford, in three straight playoff games, delivered as a clutch quarterback. Super Bowl, no bigger spotlight, no look throw, game-winning touchdown drive. In Tampa, choked away a huge lead. Bomb to Cooper Cup, like one of the great throws of last season. And then in the NFC title game, struggling against the Niners. Don't break up the NFC title 49ers game. 49ers destroying McVay. Stafford throws that bomb that should have been picked off. Dropped. <laughs> Give it a second chance. Give it a second lease on life. What happened? Stafford, Cup, buckets. It was like automatic. Listen, I know, and it's weird. We're five games in, and you know people very out on... Um, Certain dudes who are struggling, I don't know, where's this veteran for Joe Burrow? Where, where are you at on Joe Burrow? Is, is he hurting? Because the Bengals are 2-3, and three, and defensive adjusted on Joe Burrow. I don't know if you've noticed this, but it, it, every time they would show a Miami, uh, I'm sorry, not a Miami, a Joe Burrow replay against um, Lamar on Sunday Night Football, when they had the view from behind the offense, Burrow was facing the two-high shell. He cannot, he just has not adjusted. It's five games in. Everybody's doing the move. Same thing they did to confound Mahomes last year. Burrow's not adjusting. And I know they got the big win over Miami. Whoop-de-damn-do. Miami was an awful spot. Everybody and their mom knew that was a win. But you look at the big plays last year to Jamar Chase. It was, he was just cooking everybody. Burrow had over 900 yards passing against Baltimore. When you are go from be, the hunter to being the hunted, it's a totally different situation. They're adjusting to Burrow. My son has him in fantasy, so we watch like every play of the game. They had one play, one explosive play over 20 yards, and it was to some guy I've never heard of. I think it was his first catch of the season, uh, Mike Thomas. He had, like a, he had a bomb down the sideline. Other than that, everything stays in front. Jamar Chase can't get loose. Uh, T. Higgins, I don't even know if he played. I don't think he played. He didn't have a catch. Tyler Boyd in the slot. Like Teams have adjusted to Burrow. He's not playing well. Teams have adjusted to Stafford, realized that, oh, Rams don't have an offensive line. Let's just bring the house. And Stafford's a sitting duck because only Cooper Cup can get open. And, I I mean, I'm going to defend Stafford. I know I took heat when I said he's a Hall of Famer. And and, and I think Rob gave me static. But I I just, I'm not selling Stafford yet. Rams overall, yes. Stafford, no. Um, Anything else you want to touch on, Rob, to wrap up? I do have a couple other points uh, we're gonna we're gonna save the Jordan Poole Draymond stuff because this is NFL Monday. Uh, we, I've got plenty more on that. Um, and Jordan Poole had an awesome, one of the best NBA preseason moves I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Rob laughing on Sunday night, just ridiculous. Jordan Poole's my guy. Um, let's see here. Saints got us a good cover. Taysom Hill. That experience was was something. Um, I don't I don't really want to get into Carson Wentz. I think he's gonna get benched, so we'll be able to do a show on it. I'm not gonna kill Kyler Murray for the two slides like. They were big underdogs. They came back and, and fought hard. Like, wait till they get new Hopkins. Then let's start judging them. Um, and the Sunday night football game wasn't great. But one quick note on that, Rob. So we've seen Harbaugh, I think, three times in the last two years, try to be the analytics darling and go for it on fourth down. And I think they've lost two of those three games where they made that decision. One was against the Bills. Did you see a change in Harbaugh against the Bengals? They had fourth and one inside, I think, the seven-yard line. And they were up 13-10. And they brought out Justin Tucker. Yep. And you're like, well, that's smart as shit. Because he's automatic. That's a chip shot. It's essentially an NBA layup. 
where there's no defense and it's one on one. That's how good Tucker is. <laughs> and so now you're up 16 10, and you're like, worst case scenario, they score a touchdown, even if they go for two, which they wouldn't because they just want to go up seven. We have Justin Tucker. We just need to get around like the 35 yard line, and he's automatic. And I do wonder to bring it back to your Staley stuff. Historically, the Chargers kicking game has been garbage. Special teams a nightmare. Baltimore has Justin Tucker. And Rob, I, I think Baltimore played it smarter this week. Now, again, it's a different story when you're uh, against Buffalo and your chance to go up three and they could go down and win it with a touchdown. Slightly different, at least. I think Harbaugh made the right decision. I'm sure there's some analytics guys getting trying to blast him, guys who are like looking at the win percentages. I don't know. What do you think of that call by Harbaugh? I, I loved it personally. I thought it was genius. Well, you know, as genius as it can be to settle for a field goal, just because at that point of the game, and it goes back to the common sense factor, I'm sure analytically it's going to tell you to go for it. You know, I, I'm almost positive. I don't, I don't I haven't done the research myself, but I'm almost positive it's going to tell you when it's fourth and one and you're that deep into the opposing red zone that it's all in your favor. But to that point, Cincinnati hadn't done much in the second half. You're, you're, they've only scored 10 points the entire game. Why not take the three, make it so they have to score a touchdown if they're going to tie you, rather than risk going for it, failing, and suddenly a field goal is all they need. The common sense factor, again, tells you they're not performing that well offensively. Joe Burrow in this cover two shell is not really carving us up. Take the points. You think I thought they were going to seal it anyways right there. They didn't ultimately yeah. had to do it again. But I thought that was the smart play. And I yeah. think once more teams start using analytics as a tool instead of as a rule, you're going to see a lot more situations like this. Yeah. Uh, it's good stuff from Harbaugh. Didn't cover. Did get the win, but did not cover the spread. <laughs> Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Before we get to the best bet on Monday Night Football, I just have to mention something that happened in the baseball postseason. Um, in that Mets-Padres uh, game. First of all, you got to feel for Mets fans, Rob. I think they led the division for like 170 days or something insane. They lose the division like late in the season, second to last weekend or whatever it was against the Braves. They have to face the Padres. And they get dusted in three. Now... Nobody really cares about that. But in Game 3, now I don't know if Rob was watching. I had it on TV 2. I was watching NFL on TV 1. This, this uh, pitcher, Musgrove, for the Padres was lights out. He basically threw a one-hitter at them. I think they, had, they brought in some guy to clean up the game at the end. He's embarrassing the Mets offensively. Buck Showalter, the, 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 general, uh, the manager of the, of the Mets, Tells the umpires, I want to check him for cheating. This is, I think in the sixth inning, middle of the game. So they stop the game. The umpire goes out to the mound to the kid Musgrove and is like, yo, we got to check you for cheating. Now, I didn't have the volume on. And Musgrove essentially gets his ears rubbed by the umpire to check for some weird substance that's illegal. And at this point, I mute the NFL game, and I turn on the volume, and I'm like, what is going on? Why are they rubbing this guy's ear? Is he cheating? Now, his ears looked a little shiny, but I've never seen that in my life. And I'm, So I go on social media to see what on earth they're talking about, and all, everybody has an opinion. Oh, he's definitely cheating. He's got Icy Hot on his ear. Well, they determined there was nothing. He ends up, Musgrove, striking out the next batter and then takes his two fingers, rubs them under his nose, and looks at the Mets dugout. That was awesome stuff. That, uh, listen, I didn't watch a ton of MLB postseason uh, yet. I will uh, starting Tuesday. By the way, Rob, did you see that Monday Night, Fo- uh, Monday Night Football is obviously tonight? Tuesday, MLB said, we would rather have four games on Tuesday than go up against the NFL. So this is second round of the playoffs. And they said, okay, let's, we'll just trot out every game on Tuesday. Interesting stuff. But did you happen to see the Padres pitcher? And do you have thoughts on that? I saw it on social media. And at the time, I didn't know the full context of the video. I just saw the video before I saw what was going on. I'm like, why is he rubbing his ear? It's kind of random. And uh, to your point, though, enough people were retweeting a few things under my feet. And it was Andrew McCutcheon who said that um, he guaranteed that Musgrove had something called red hot on his ears, which to your point is kind of like icy hot. And he said that pitchers for whatever reason because he says it burns like crazy they use it as a mechanism to help them stay quote-unquote locked in during games so i guess you're you're so uncomfortable that you have no choice but to focus i don't know how that works forget but. about ritalin or adderall yeah get red exactly. hot and put it on your ears right so uh, i thought that was wild never, i've never heard that but again I, i'm not in the baseball cheating circles it comes back to you guys know wilbon and kornheiser guys i looked up to reading at the uh, in the washington post back in the day Mike Wilbon had a great line about the cheating culture in baseball. And I don't know, Rob, uh, is your guess that he was, he had something? He was, something was going on. You think nothing. Now they found nothing. Right. But you know, these guys are just can disguise it. I, I, I know nothing. I'm not accusing Musgrove. I just thought it was one of the most fascinating viewing moments, uh, in the MLB playoffs in a while. Uh, just tremendous. Um, before we get to Monday Night Football, bets, bets. Rob, I totally forgot. I have in my notes here. I got three texts from three different buddies. You have to kill the refs for the Tom Brady flag. and the Brady That team. was when you said there's any one thing that I was going to get to, that was my one thing. Okay. I didn't want to litigate it, but yeah, that's my one thing. I was on the Bucks. I had bet them. I was, they were up 21-0 with 14 minutes left in the game. I thought it was Lock City. And, and they stopped playing. They just, like, gave up on offense, and Falcons, garbage time, 
two drives for scores. At this point, there's like three minutes left, and you're like, oh, jeez. Uh, can Atlanta win? They just need to stop. So third down. Here we go. Uh, I don't. I think it was a Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett, the great defensive lineman of the, of the Falcons. Almost un, untouched, like did like a stunt around and basically collects Brady by the waist and flings him down. It looked like a great play. Holy cow, Tampa's got a punt. Ref right on top of it throws a flag and is like unnecessary flinging. That's obviously not the term. I'm just saying it. But Rob, my first thought when I saw the highlight was, wow, that looked like a carbon copy of Tua basically getting thrown to the turf on Thursday Night Football and being stretchered off. Now, Brady, luckily, if you see the replay in slow motion, his arm gets down before his head because his head was going to hit the ground hard. Mike Evans, his head hit the ground earlier in the game. He had to leave for a couple plays, came back. He was fine. But if Brady's head hits and he's knocked out, Rob, what's the reaction about the NFL and football in general in America? It's one thing when Tua goes down and the NFL has to trot their chief medical officer on CNN and all these shows to defend the NFL. If that were Tom Brady, oh my gosh. That's like a DEFCON 1 in the NFL. Tom Brady at 45 gets flung down and he's done. Now, again, that's one way to look at it. The other is, well, what is the defender supposed to do? If you try to wrap up like 85% of quarterbacks in the league and you let go while flinging him down, uh, hello? The guy's probably going to escape. Like, you can't do that. You can't let go of Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen. And then you're like, well, it's Tom Brady. You can let go. He's not going to run anywhere. I don't know that. You're a defensive tackle trying to make a big play to force a punt. I I don't like the flag, but I understand it. Is that a cop-out, Rob? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so You're not not allowed to have nuanced conversations about things like that. It's got to be one of the Brady did throw a kick at the guy. Um, and, and by and, the way, and, and Tom Brady said after the game, basically said it was a, a bum call himself. Oh, he did. They asked him, hey, what are your thoughts on? He's like, oh, I don't throw the flags. So <laughs> when, 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 when you're when you're that, you know, nonchalant, vague about it, I think even he knows he got away with one. They, they, they were fortunate there. Um, but what is the NFL supposed to do? What do they instruct refs? The number one thing you've got to protect the quarterbacks. They make the most money. They are the most marketable. If you look at who's playing in primetime games on Sunday and Monday, it's good quarterbacks because people want to see them. Ain't nobody want to see whoever the backup is on the Bucks. I don't know who it is. Is it? Um, is it Kyle Trask? Trask. That's the guy. That yes. Yeah, it might be. Got it. I don't know. Um, nobody wants to see Kyle Trask. Nobody wants to see Cooper Rush. Nobody wants to see Skylar Thompson of Miami. The Monday, the Thursday night game this week is as bad as it gets, Rob. It's, I believe, Bears-Washington. That's right. Justin Fields-Carson Wentz. It is as ugly as it gets. And by the way, shout out to Al Michaels, who called Sunday Night Football getting the best games in the NFL for years, and now he gets Broncos-Colts, which is just an embarrassment. On paper, look good before the season. As the season progresses, both those teams are unwatchable. And no cap, as my son likes to say, Bears-Washington is unwatchable. You can't watch that game. Anyways, Al Michaels goes from great Sunday games to now Thursday games, which by and large are crappy, right? I think we can agree on that. Oh, yeah. They just It's just not great. Now, I like them. I'm not complaining. Gambling, fantasy, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, um, Rob, any final thoughts before we get to the best bet with your Raiders? Uh, uh, shout out to the UCLA Bruins. Ooh, yeah. Best team in uh, Los Angeles. Oh, shots fired. Well, they might be if... Uh, if Utah beats USC this week. Now, USC opened up as a two-and-a-half-point dog. Super overrated. USC. The Lincoln-Riley-Caleb-Williams no thing has is, is kind of jumped the shark a little I'm bit. I'm going to no comment on that for now. Okay. Um, I think I'll have you on this game. I did give out on the herd. It's weird, Rob. A lot of people are, are watching the herd and being like, dude, these picks you're making. Like, I called UCLA outright against Washington. I called UCLA outright. Uh, uh, against Utah, I bet them myself. So, like, the viewers like it. I- I'm kind of torn on this U- USC-Utah game because, like, you watch a Utah game, like, I get, it's one thing to, like, be looking ahead the next week. Mm-hmm. It's another to give up, what do they give up, 42 points? Yep. Like, 
that that's really bad. Now, Whittingham is a very good coach, so he'll be he'll have them locked in, but we'll do more on that this week. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. So let's get to Monday Night Football. Chiefs, Raiders, Rob G's, Raiders. Um, I don't know. My inclination is seven just feels too high. That's a big number, man. I've seen so many bad, mediocre teams come in the back door. It, where's the game? The game is in Kansas City. Mm, outdoors. First look at Devontae Adams versus the Chiefs secondary. Uh, hmm. I guess uh, here's what I would do. I would. <laughs> people are not going to like this. I think my smart bet on tonight's game would be teasing Kansas City down to one and tease the total down to over 45 and a half. I think there'll be points here, right? Uh, Raiders defense... Everybody's torched them. Kansas City's defense can be sus. And if memory serves, Carr's had some pretty good games against KC, no? A couple, yeah. So I would go Kansas teaser, Kansas City minus one, uh, total over 45 and a half, so you six-point teaser. I, I, I think we're going to see points. I don't see how the Chiefs don't score 31, right? And at that point, if they're getting 31, all the Raiders need is like 17 and you're good. Um, I, th- I don't see a way Kansas City loses this game unless they're looking ahead to Buffalo, which just choked out Pittsburgh, and I'm sure the Chiefs were watching that game closely. So I can see the Raiders hanging around, but I don't see Kansas City losing this game. But the other factor is special teams for KC. Oh, my gosh. It is bad. Already cost them one game against Indy, Rob. I, I-, I like Kansas City. You? I think this is one of those games where if you listen to our, our podcast, a lot of the guests we have on, they always say shop around. Don't don't just take like the first odds that you see. Great. And I'm looking here on uh, Vegas Insider, which is where we had our last guest from. And there's play I see seven, seven and a half at certain places. I don't like this game at seven, but if you give me seven and a half, I'm taking the Raiders all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. So with that. I think this is one you shop around, you look for the best possible price. You might even see you know, because the Chiefs are a very public team. You might see this maybe even creep up to eight if you're lucky at some of these online sports books, especially. So uh, give me the Raiders plus the seven and a half. But uh, to your point, I think Kansas City wins in this one for sure. Uh, all right. We can wrap up with this, Rob. So in the survivor pool, remember last year it was $86,000 and I came really close. I think I was one of the nine finalists who just missed out. Um, it's over 2,600 people in this pool. We're down to 295. Rob, I can't tell you how many people took Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Trying to outthink the room. A lot of people lost on Green Bay, but a lot of people said, oh, you know what? I can, I can save a team and take Jacksonville. Well, everybody who was saving Buffalo, yeah, what are you going to do now? It's like the coach who doesn't use his timeouts and the game ends, and he could have used them. You could take your timeouts and cuddle with them at night, hide them under your pillow and cry into your pillow because you thought, tried to outthink the room and take freaking Jacksonville. That is insane. It's way too early to overthink that. And now this has become a very long podcast. Um, Enjoy the game tonight. I think it's going to be a spicy week. I'll talk to you later. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.